welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll teach you how to identify mediocrity. I'll also be interviewing international speaker and transformational coach, Shelly Paxton, who spent 26 years spearheading the marketing for some of the world's most iconic brands, including Harley-Davidson, Visa, McDonald's, and AOL. She's here today to discuss her phenomenal book, Soul Badical, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. This book is an invitation to become chief soul officer of your own life and to open up a whole new world of possibilities. For more information about Shelly, please visit soulbatical.com. That's S-O-U-L-B-B-A-T-I-C-A-L.com. You may also purchase her book in any digital bookstore or in the previous guest products in both stores at either jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you'll love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. Identifying mediocrity. I've spoken on this topic many times before, and it's one of my favorite topics to discuss. We've all looked at certain people and had our judgments thinking, They've done nothing with their life. Or look at them, they're the same as they were five years ago. What we don't realize is sometimes that's us as well. We often become so complacent or so used to doing certain things that we think it always has to be that way. Or frankly, we just don't even think about it at all. And we continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. Sometimes our life becomes so busy that we don't prioritize the things that need to be prioritized. And when that happens, we're overbalanced. Or in other words, we overcompensate perhaps with our time our energy, or our emotions to do something that we think we have to do, but oftentimes it's not really what we need to do. The way to identify mediocrity in your life is to do the graph of fulfillment. The way I define fulfillment is you enjoy doing it, or it's something that gives you a good return on your time investment, or it's something that upon reflection, you can look back and say, yes, I have grown in this area. I've developed in this area, and I feel fulfilled when I do this. And the way to set up this graph is this. On the horizontal line, you want to create as many subject categories of your life. And the more you can break them down to the smallest component, the more you'll truly see if you're fulfilled or not. So some of these categories could be your diet, your exercise, your spirituality, your friendships, 
your relationship, your work, your vacation time, your travel time, your downtime, your finances, and the list goes on and on. And then on the left side, you create a vertical line. And on that line, you create tick marks from one to 10. So when you take some time to create this graph, then you want to ask yourself, all right, what's the snapshot or the time frame of how much time I want to review for this fulfillment? Most people do it in three to six month increments. And then after the three or six months, you come back and you re-rate yourself to see if you've developed and to see where your sense of fulfillment is. So once you identify the time snapshot that you're going to review, then for each one of those categories, you want to rank it. 10 is the most fulfilled and one is the least amount of fulfillment. So once you complete this graph, then you want to look at it and say, okay, well, where am I really being fulfilled? Because it gives you a really good snapshot of where you are in your life right now. And then each day you can create a plan to say, all right, my finances are not where they need to be. I would like to create another sense of fulfillment. So let me create a plan of action so that I can be more fulfilled with this perhaps new budget or with this investment or whatever it might be. But you don't know what you don't know. So that's why it's important to take stock of your life and to look at these categories and help you recognize where things are going really well. And that continues to be self-development or perhaps where mediocrity has set in and you haven't really thought about these things. Or you haven't really focused on them. Because remember, self-development is just simply awareness. And the more awareness you have, the more successful you can be to make a minor adjustment to make a major improvement in your life. I have a fantastic interview with Shelly Paxton. She is going to blow your mind with her energy and with her philosophy of what she calls a soul baddicle. It's essentially an invitation for you to become chief soul officer of your life. This then opens up a whole new world of possibilities for you. So stay tuned for this phenomenal interview. Are you an expert in your field or an author who wants massive exposure? I am now looking for self-development experts to be a promotional guest on Lifeology. Currently, Lifeology has an average listenership of over 3 million people per episode. If you are ready to invest in your brand and promote yourself on Lifeology, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest and apply for this opportunity. This is only for a limited time and only a select few will be chosen. So if you're ready to reach a global audience, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest to apply. My guest today is Shelly Paxton, who is an author, international speaker, and transformational coach. She spent 26 years spearheading the marketing for some of the world's most iconic brands, including Harley-Davidson, Visa, McDonald's, and AOL. She took a soul left corporate America, and now runs her own company, liberating fellow rebels and leaders, and coaches executives at Fortune 100 companies. She's here today to discuss her phenomenal book, Soul Baddicle, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. This book is an invitation to become chief soul officer of your own life and open up a whole new world of possibilities. Welcome to my show, Shelly. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I love the concept of a soul baddicle. So I can't wait to hear your backstory and delve into this book. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you can already tell that I was a marketer, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Soulbatical and chief soul officer. And as you know, a lot of language in yes. the book. Yes, that's where when I saw it, I was like, wow, she is really good at what she does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. But now I enjoy it even more, right? Because yeah, yeah. I just like, it just like take it, take the, you know, the shackles off. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Did you, when you were a little girl, did you always know that you were going to, I guess, to get into the marketing world? 
No, in fact, um, I was about as far away from that as you can imagine. So as a little girl, and I even mentioned this in the book, I love to play with Legos. Oh, really? For me, I was all about like building things and imagining houses and new worlds. Oh, and wow. you know, this was before like the day and age where people are doing like you know, kids are doing Minecraft yeah, and all this exactly. stuff online, right? I was doing I was old doing school. the analog, total <laughs> analog old school. Like that tells you my age, right? That's so funny. Yeah. So so yeah, so that's what I would do. Like I loved imagining this world. So I grew up thinking I might be an architect. An architect yeah, that yeah and I was really obsessed with like architecture and design. And frankly, I still am, but now is more of a consumer <laughs> than, than anything. Um, so, but what was interesting is the backdrop to that is that my father started out in marketing oh. and he, he had that very traditional corporate path where he went straight up the corporate ladder all the way into general management and eventually became um, CEO and chairman of many big companies that we wow. we know some some are around today, some aren't. But I mean, he was the CEO of Haagen-Dazs. He was a president at Pillsbury back in the day of the Jolly wow. Green Giant. He was somebody who got, you know, if you remember from, from the day, um, Speedy Alka-Seltzer, who was the- Oh yeah, the, I remember that. So my dad's behind a lot of that. And so, so I was exposed to all of this. And then honestly, I say I'm I'm so shocked that I ended up, you know, I kind of just tripped and fell into advertising and marketing because it's what I knew. And as the black sheep of my family and as a total <laughs> rebel, I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> it's so regimented and so structured. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And so, but at first, like, as I tell the story, what I realized is one, I fell in love with the advertising world because it was mm -hmm. like, really, you know, it was kind of sexy. It was the shiny object yeah. for me. It was big global brands. And, you know, it was like, you know, high rises in New York and Chicago. And it was this kind of, you know, it was like, I didn't lifestyle, even know yeah. Mad Men, but it was total <laughs> exactly right. that I bought into. And then it became my global ticket around the world as somebody who didn't travel a lot as a child. You know, we kind of piled in the family Buick and went mm. to you know, South Dakota. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's funny. Like I, the Griswolds. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. I had, I had an absolute desire, like from the time I was very young. So I was thinking about like architecture and what to build. I always was thinking about where I wanted to go. And I would go and spin the globe in my dad's home office. And I would let my finger land. And I would fantasize about, you know, these little islands and these faraway places. And when wow. I could go there one day, so advertising and marketing ended up being my entree into, you know, a global lifestyle that I fell in love with. That's amazing. That's so, just even hearing you say that, I'm like, oh my God, how exciting. <laughs> I know, well, especially kind of in the travel ban world that we're in right in this yeah. very moment. Like you can imagine that I'm one of those people stuck in my home who kind of <laughs> a little, a little crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I'm sure the world can understand that right now. Totally. So in corporate America, how did you go from literally working with all these fantastic companies. And then what happened for you that you said, okay, enough is enough. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. It, well, it's such a good question. And the one thing I want to say to people is like, I know this is going to resonate with your listeners. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the universe whispers to us yeah, and then it kind of starts to shout to us. And then it literally <laughs> like smacks us with a two by four to the solar plexus. And so I had that same progression in my life that I write about. I had you know, a lot of illness, which was, you know, and I realized in looking back on it, 
I had illness. I had divorce. I went through all mm. these really difficult periods in my time, in, in my life. And I was recognizing like, oh, you know what? Every time I was shooting on myself, mm -hmm. you know, i.e. Yeah. saying, well, I should do this. I should be that. I should get married. I should stay on this corporate track because it's, you know, what my dad did it. It's the safe thing to do. Every time I was shooting on myself and making those decisions that were out of alignment with mm -hmm. myself, bad stuff was happening. Oh, so no. the universe was serving this stuff up as it does, right? And so the final straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, was my, um, uh, my last year at Harley. So I was at Harley Davidson for a total of six and a half years. Wow. Last year that I was there, and I kind of knew, like I was feeling like I've ticked all the boxes of traditional success mm -hmm. on the outside. Everyone thought I had the coolest, sexiest job in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Frankly, in, uh, in many aspects, I did. I don't take any of that for granted, yeah. right? And I feel super privileged to have led the life that I've led and that I continue to lead. But there, I was not in alignment with myself and my soul. And my soul had been shouting to me for years. And what happened in that final year at Harley is I started to be ripped out of my sleep by a nightmare. Oh. And then this nightmare was just like, talk about like the two by four. I was like five nights a week. So I wasn't getting any sleep five nights a week, two o'clock in the morning. I'm waking up drenched in sweat, bawling my eyes oh out. Oh my gosh, Shelly. Every single time I had seen the same thing. I was like living that nightmare where you just don't want to go to mm -hmm, sleep at night. Mm -hmm. So I was drinking a ton of wine to try to like incapacitate yeah. my subconscious. But each time I was seeing this visual, I won't describe the whole thing because hopefully readers will read this, but yeah. ultimately I was being led into these dark rooms and I would open this small utility closet and inside it, I would see my dog who had passed away like oh. five or six years prior. So right before I went to Harley oh. and he was still alive and neglected and malnourished and oh, whimpering oh on the floor. He was a fat little pug in his healthy days, right? So all of his <laughs> rolls were like, you know, just like cloaked out on the floor oh. and it got me. And then I would wake up and I would actually have to fight with myself to say, is this reality? Is that mm -hmm. reality? Has my dog actually been alive this entire time? Oh. And I'm a monster who's neglected him oh. and he's now, you know, starving and, and dying. And what I ultimately realized through seeing a doctor, starting meditation, mm -hmm. and really, really starting to kind of quiet my mind, is I got a message around this. And the message was acknowledge me, listen to me, love me, yes. nurture me. And I realized that my dog was a proxy for my soul. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, it's really interesting because within, with Jungian psychology, uh, they talk about different archetypes of, of the dream facets. So what it basically says is every character, it doesn't matter who, who or what it is, is a facet of ourself. And so the, the part of you, the little dog, and I have a little dog too, so I would be heartbroken as well, uh, represents the, the, the innocence aspect of you or the, the cherished part of you, the part that you love so much, but like you said, it had been neglected. And so it's really amazing symbolism representation of your soul. And so with that, I'm so glad you were able to understand what that meant for you and obviously the transition and, and everything that's happened with you ever since. <laughs>
Well, yeah, and it's, so it's interesting. The the what ended up happening is once I had that realization, and it became crystal clear that I was my soul had been trying to send me messages mm. for many many yeah. years, and once I started to embrace that, the next thing that was delivered through my subconscious was this beautiful vision, almost like a letter on the on my bedside table one morning. It said you are now chief soul officer of your own life wow. and you're going on a journey called soulbatical. And I mean, yes, some of that's my creativity and my but, marketing but and advertising background, but still yeah. it was like, that was another sort of was like divine intervention mm. and a message. And I thought, I, this, it's time. I need to listen to this. And yes. I really, so I, I took soulbatical to mean in the very beginning, time, taking time away to nourish and nurture my soul. Mm. Wow, that's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and get back into relationship with it. And what I now realize three and a half years later is that journey I thought was leaving, you know, leaving the corporate world for a period of time. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I gave myself a year. I said, I'm going to invest in the possibility of my future self. What I now realize is that sabbatical is a way of being. It's not about leaving your job. Mm, yeah. It's about finding yourself. I really like that. Because one of the questions I was going to ask you was, let's say a lot of my listeners right now are, are listening to you and, and they say, well, Shelly, I can't take a year off. I can't take six, six months off. I can't do certain things. How can I still understand this sabbatical? How can I experience this in my life right now? Yes. And that's my favorite question because <laughs> the answer is, Yes, you can. Yeah. And so what I've, what I've realized and been playing with and frankly coaching a lot of people around is that we can all become chief soul officer mm. of our own lives. Yes. And so that might be one of many hats, but it's a really important hat that we wear because it, it allows us to go inside and to prioritize being overdoing and really getting still and understanding and hearing that voice inside of us mm. and listening to what, what it wants. And so I've come up with a whole set of, many of these are woven throughout the book, but I've come up with a whole set of principles or I sometimes call them commandments, right? The commandments <laughs> of being a chief soul officer. Yeah. And I won't go through all of them now, but just to give you a flavor. Uh -huh. And I think to help your listeners with like, how can you start doing this right away, especially in the times we're living in right mm -hmm. now? So, you know, one is we give ourselves permission. I realized like I wasn't giving myself permission to do anything. I was like asking for permission and I was prioritizing my work and I was letting my boundaries slip. And so even if we simply ask ourselves this question every single morning, what do I need to give myself permission to do, feel? or not do in order to show up as my most authentic, courageous, and powerful self today. I love that. And it even goes, it reminds me of when you were kind of shooting on yourself, that shooting aspect yes. goes back to you're giving yourself permission to do everything that you shouldn't do, <laughs> or not the things that are totally. healthy for you, the things that are the healthiest for you to yeah, do. Yeah, it's like, because it really does. We get caught up in that cycle, yeah. like things I should do, or, you know, it feels like sunk cost at some point. Well, I'm yeah. on this path and I'm going to be on this path. But actually, that's such a beautiful bridge to the second one, because the second commandment that I love so much is authenticity is the truest form of rebellion. Oh, I like that because it breaks out of the, the status quo or the norm or mediocrity. Yeah. And I think it does. It does a few things. Right. So as somebody who's been a rebel since the second I came out of the womb, <laughs> I, I, was, I spent 
so much of my youth rebelling against everything, against my parents, against, you know, any sort of authority, yeah. right? <laughs> against religion, you know, all the things. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm realizing now is the power in rebelling for who we are, mm -hmm. what we want, and the impact we want to have in this world. And it really, to me, there's such an empowerment and an energy that comes with that. And it comes with what I say, just to the point you said about the shoulds, I say, this is what it feels like when we're liberating ourselves yes. from the shackles yes. of should. Yes. And I think when it, you know, people listening to this right now, I mean, obviously they can feel your energy and sense that, but I, it's, I think it's very exciting because when we, yes, we have our responsibilities every single day, but one thing I know you talk about as well is creativity. So when we have that, that we have our responsibilities, but when we're authentic to ourselves, it does open up a world of creativity. It does open up a world to say, huh, I've always done it this way. What if I were to do it another way? And then Absolutely. that slight little modification in your brain creates a major adjustment or a major change in one's life. So this is very, very exciting and very doable as well. It's very doable. And I mean, here are two questions that everyone can ask themselves right now. Mm -hmm. where, do, where do you find yourself doing what you think you should be doing versus what you want to be doing? And what would change in your life right now if you were being 100% true to you? That is amazing. You know, it makes me reflect on my own life. And that's how Lifeology started. I had a very successful practice in the Washington, D.C. area. And I loved it. But after a while, I was like, oh, this is becoming arduous. And I have, and I had a wonderful time up there, just like you did at Harley-Davidson. But for me, I was like, I am not growing and I want to do something different. So just like you, I took some time off, came down to sunny Florida. I now live on the ocean and <laughs> I started Lifeology and it had just taken off. So as a, as a, um, a kindred spirit who's, who's listening to you right now, it gets me even more excited to say, okay, if I did that and, I, and I've come where I've come thus far, where is it going to be when I'm even more authentic to myself every single day? Right. And it's a journey. And yeah. that's the thing. Like I, I say to people, it's not like I've gotten to some place where it's like, <laughs> okay, great. I'm fully authentic. Yeah. I am, you know, living 100%, you know, the sabbatical way of being. It's progress over perfection. Yes. And I'm making these choices every single day because as chief soul officers, we create our lives. You are the poster child for this, my friend, right? Like <laughs> yeah. we are, we're total kindred souls yes. and you are, you're creating your life. You've decided not to live at the effect of your life. Yes. And so when we live in choice, it's really beautiful. I mean, there is, there's a lot of, you know, neuro, um, neuropsychology work mm -hmm. there, right? Yeah, I mean, certainly. In your space, right? Yeah. It really helps us because we start to get clear, like what we believe and how we react and who we surround ourselves and how we invest our precious time and energy. And yes. it's, it's really beautiful. And, and in the book, I, we probably won't have time to talk about it now, but so your listeners know, I go through this, um, I created a soul framework, sort of a, it, it's a framework for soul searching and for helping you get from, you know, limiting beliefs where you're shooting on yourself mm -hmm. today to reframing your beliefs and putting them into intention and action. And so the soul framework, literally soul is an acronym for show up, own it, unleash it and live it. Mm, and frankly, like live it before you're ready. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because when you do that, you live in the mindset of where you want to be. All of a sudden, everything just catches up. And there you are. You've accelerated your life. Because you know what? 
all of us are going to say I'm not ready for the rest of our <laughs> lives. Yeah, it's like on Monday, that diet. I'm going to start my diet on Monday and then wait next Monday. And then pretty soon Monday totally. never comes. <laughs> pretty soon it's like, yeah. And it's like, I was really impacted by Bronnie Ware's book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. Mm. As And as I was kind of going on my sabbatical and thinking, I said, you know what? I'm not going to be one of those people because the top regret is I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself not the life others expected of me. Oh, wow. Wow. Which is like, yeah, let that land, right? (laughs) Exactly. Well, I think, yeah, just like you were saying earlier, I mean, this is something, you know, my listeners right now, you can do this. How can I be authentic? How can I be transparent? How can I be open to doing something slightly different? And I love your, yeah, I would say your manifesto. (laughs) I love your, your methodology and ways in which you teach people to be their authentic self and to be their chief soul officer. Yeah, it's really fun to do too, because it's like this. And what I love is that there are as many flavors of, you know, flavors and shapes and sizes of sabbatical as there are humans on this planet. That's the really cool thing to me is like, it will look different for you. It obviously does, right? I mean, I'm I'm starting to think you got this right. I'm sitting up here in the wintertime in Chicago. So one of us is doing something right. That's hysterical. (laughs) Right. But no, you know, it's like, but we create, like, I love the life I've created. And and my next thing is, is to start spending more, more time in someplace warm as well. So you've been inspiration. <laughs> we may Thank be neighbors. You yeah, totally. Totally. That is hysterical. Well, unfortunately, Shelly, our time is up. I can't believe it. We literally could talk about this all day. <laughs> if my if my listeners would like to find out more information about you, to perhaps work with you and to purchase this amazing book, Soul Badical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life, where would I find all this information online? Yeah. So uh, a couple of places. One, you can always go to my website, which is sylbatical.com. And sylbatical has two Bs, uh, two Bs and one T because it's a made up word. And that's how I said it. <laughs> Talk about chief soul officer. I know, right? <laughs> right? There are no shackles. Um, and then also I'm very active on Instagram. It's at sylbatical. And you can find the book um, and there are links to the book through my uh, on my website and through Instagram. You can also find it anywhere that you buy your favorite books at your local India bookseller or Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all, all of the places. And the book is really part memoir, part manifesto, part interactive guide. It's, it's meant to be a reflection of your soul searching as told through my story. So mm. I hope your listeners find it helpful. It's a good deep dive, especially now. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Well, my listeners also know that if they're not able to find your information any other place or to find the book, simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv in the previous guest products in both stores there, and they will link them with Amazon. Shelly, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. I really appreciate all your energy and all your wisdom. Awesome. Thank you so much. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.